everyone, welcome back to Swiping Sunday. I hope something great happens to you today. On this week's episode, I sit down with Ankit, someone who I met and almost immediately felt was someone that most people could relate to. Ankit shares his story of moving to different places all around the world, adjusting to the different cultures, and the ways in which he has made some life-changing decisions. I admire Ankit's decisiveness, and I think that we might all be able to learn a thing or two from the ways that he has handled the many transitions that he's had in the recent years. So you grew up in Dubai and then you eventually made it to New York, but there's like a bunch of steps in between. So I know that you talked about how, I guess like our version of like what we might think of Dubai is very different than yours. Cause like it's changed in the last 10 years. So what are maybe some misconceptions that people might have when they hear that you grew up there? Yeah, that's a, that's a good, like stepping off point. People always ask me like, oh, Dubai, like, how's that? Which is like yeah. an incredibly, you know, vague question. Like, what yeah, if I you have so you, much to say? What's, yeah, what's New York? Like, it's like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, like my entire life? Like, um, yeah. So, I mean, when I was I was born, um, Dubai was like this, you know, unknown city and like this, like unknown country, like was super unimportant. I mean, it's not like it's very important today, but it was it was a desert, right? There was like nothing there. There were like three buildings we were proud of. And like that was basically it. Wow. Um, I mean, not to the extent that like I didn't go to school on a camel or anything, but like it, <laughs> it was like a very like small place. Like the things were happening, right? And that's kind of like why my, my parents moved there for the opportunity, I think. Um, my dad used to live in Kuwait before that. And he left right before the, the Arab War, before like Saddam Hussein invaded Iraq um, because he said it was really boring and uh, okay. <laughs> not because of, uh, conflict or anything. But um, yeah, so I mean, you know, it was an interesting place to grow up in. I think I, I really saw the city like come up in front of me. If you look at what it is today, it's like uh, probably like quadrupled more like more than that, like 10x wow. in population. It's uh, one of the like richest you know, cities, countries in, in the world on a per capita basis. And uh, yeah, it's like a destination, right? That, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing, a transformation of Dubai from like this place that nobody had ever known to being a business powerhouse as well, but like a place that like people go, like you or I, you know, we'd visit. Mm-hmm. um and and I've had many friends visit but your school it's cool living in like a tourist city but um yeah misconceptions um I think with Americans generally uh people you know don't know where it is or like geographically it's like, yeah. a, like a stopping point like an issue uh another one is is people generally think it's much more conservative than it is right so like okay. I always get questions like oh what's it like like never being able to drink or like what did you do when you like went out and none of that's yeah. true it's like not based in reality like you can drink I've seen that on reality shows where people go visit like on the housewives and stuff I'm like embarrassing myself right now but <laughs> like the real housewives <laughs> show no, they go that. there I'm on that show. and Uh, (laughs) but they go there and they like visited and then they all talked about how you can't curse and you you can't drink and you can't wear revealing clothing and all of that but that's not true it's just like certain areas or is it like respectful okay so those three things that you said um the not drinking thing is like i mean it's like not true right like you can you can't drink in public um and you can't drink on the like I guess parts of the beach you could drink at like yeah. uh, like certain bars that are on the beach but I mean it's the same here right? yeah you same drink, exact you, thing you drink in like designated areas or your home so it's like the exact thing the drinking age is 21 it's like the same exact thing yeah. and actually the, the neighboring state like the capital Abu Dhabi uh, like the drinking age is 18 so like in some respect oh. maybe it's more liberal than America mm-hmm. but um then uh, you can't curse I, I don't know I mean there's like some yeah. there's some more like let's say autocratic rules around like what you can you know, like in an interaction with a person, like if I flip someone off, like they like road rage is like regular. Like you, if you flip someone off and you're driving, like they could like charge you with 
like I don't know I guess like defamation oh, or something but wow. I mean that is super overblown right like obviously on a day-to-day basis it doesn't happen often yeah goes to jail you know there's like some antiquated laws that don't really apply and I mean like I, I definitely swear a lot and I've never really <laughs> had any run-ins with the law um let's say dressing conservatively is an interesting one because um like that is true to some extent um for women to, only or is it like men too well you know it's one of those things that tends to be like like they're the same rules but they just levy differently right i mean yeah. if you walk into like public a lot of public space like a like a mall for example mm-hmm. there'll be like um posters and stuff not like not like oh you, you know there's no like like fashion police or anything but there'll be like a poster <laughs> that's like you know please dress respectfully cover your shoulders and your knees and like that's different for men and women right especially when you're yeah. talking about like 120 degree weather like a, a, a guy is less likely to be wearing like you know smaller shorts and like a tank yeah. top so um it just like affects you differently but um mm-hmm. it, it's not that extreme right so like I think the, the weirdest version of these misconceptions I've had is like I've actually had friends who've gone there and like visited and they've asked me like you know what I found was so crazy was that the women had to be like fully covered up like head to toe and I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like you were there, really? like you were at the beach where there were, you know, like women in bikinis, bikinis and yeah. like normal stuff going on. So like, I don't even like, sometimes I don't even know, you know, it's like, like where like, they're getting that from. Yeah, yeah. Reality versus whatever. Is there something specific that you think shaped you or like made you want to come to America? I know that I think you came for college, right? In Boston. Yeah. 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 I went to, I went to college in Boston. So is that something a lot of people do there or is it kind of just something that like an opportunity came up for you and so overall like Dubai is a city of like a lot of um like immigrants or expats foreigners generally speaking like like an un- ungodly amount like less than 20 percent of the population was born there it's like oh, um you know so most people are from somewhere else I went to international schools my whole life so I went to like an like an international school and then like a British school as this is where I graduated from um so most people go somewhere else quite okay. often that's like where they're from you know like all the British people go back to the UK kind of thing mm-hmm. um America not so much it's like kind of far away there's not really I guess like the Americans in Dubai come back to the states but mm-hmm. like you know they live in their own like world right yeah um but uh I don't know I kind of always I think there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to go to school in the U.S. the first was like I didn't really know what I want to do with my life if you mm-hmm. look at like the higher education model for like a lot of other countries um, or even in, in Dubai, it's, it's sort of deterministic. Like you kind of, you know, you self-select the, the subjects you're going to study uh, or you, you kind of know what you want to do or you have to kind of decide by the time you're like 16, like your last oh, two wow. years of high school, you kind of take like the classes that'll get you into the right course, that'll then, and then you don't really have that much flexibility. That's you know? like, young. I mean, yeah, like most people don't think about it, though. That's the reality, right? And most people don't know, but they kind of just go with the flow because, like, you don't really have an option. So, yeah, I took it's all just these, what like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I took like math, economics, and stuff. And, um, I mean, eventually, like, there wasn't that much variability is what I did, but like, you know, it was nice to have the option. And, like, I don't, for that purpose, I, I don't, I do really appreciate it because I think going to school in the US was like, I did a lot of other stuff. I dabbled in like quantitative stuff, I took a lot of philosophy classes, sociology. All that stuff is super interesting, and um, I feel like I wouldn't have had the chance to do it anywhere else. Um, the other thing is, like, I don't know, I think my dad really loves America. Like, he's always just, like, been into, like, Americana, you know, like, the music, like, yeah. the stuff. Um, and, like, that has an influence when you're growing up, you know? And oh, I totally. only, only realize that, like, now looking back. Um, my parents almost immigrated to Canada when I was, like, a newborn. I don't know why they didn't do it, to be honest. <laughs> I think yeah. they were just like, uh, why are we doing this? But 
Um, they like had the papers filed, they were going to do it, but they didn't. And, um, you know, I think that was also like kind of because like, I mean, it's basically, it's a very similar place, right? So yeah, now they're a lot better off and stuff. So they could afford to like send me to school here, which is, and I was mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, that's, I mean, they left it up to me, but it was kind of like, yeah, I mean, that sounds like a good, good option for me. And I think it's trickled down. So my brother also went there college here and he lives in Atlanta now. Oh, nice. Did your parents still live in Dubai? Yeah. Oh, okay. So how often do you get to see them? I, I mean, I go back like twice a year. Like I've been back oh, like, okay. in 2020, I went back like twice, even during COVID. So like, I usually go back That's in good. the summers and the winters, but I, I mean, like, it just kind of depends, right? So like during college, I went back in the summers and winters. When I first moved to New York, it was like, I ne- I didn't leave um, because of like some fucking visa stuff. I couldn't leave the country. Yeah. So they came here, which was nice. And then uh, when I was in Tokyo, I, I went there like three times, I think. Um, then I moved back for a while, right? You know that. And yeah. Then, um, so I was obviously there and now I'm yeah. back here. So Is yeah. It, they were obviously on board. They just wanted like kind of the best opportunity for you, right? Like, I feel like that's the hardest part is like leaving family usually. I mean, in my mind, but yeah. if they're so supportive, then it makes it easier. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I'm obviously like everyone gets a little homesick, right? Um, yeah. it's like when I first went off for college, like it was a little like, uh, in the first couple of months are always like, you miss your, you miss like home, you miss your parents and stuff. But ultimately I don't think it was that difficult just because I, yeah. I've always felt very mobile. I've always mm-hmm. felt like, Oh, like I can just go and see them. Like, I know that it's far away, but like, you know, there's planes and trains and yeah, you do what there. you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like, come here as well so I, I, I've never felt like that much distance I think the other thing that helps me like distance from like missing home is is like Dubai is a very transient place so I mentioned like you know everyone kind of goes to like goes off somewhere after high school like mm-hmm. everyone from my high school did mostly everyone a few people trickled back but you know like everyone dispersed so like when you guys yeah, go that's back different yeah right depending on where you're from like when you go back to your hometown like there's a cohort of people that still live there or that visit or their parents are there mm-hmm. like for me like I don't have that and um yeah I mean it's like a natural experiment you realize like how much the people make the place rather yeah. than you know the place is just like a vessel like now when I go back to Dubai it's like I have like three or four friends and yeah. the rest of it's like like what is this place right <laughs> yeah totally that makes sense yeah that's very different in America I think Americans I mean at least in my experience a lot of the people that I've met like from all over the world Americans are the least likely to like go against the norm or like go outside of where they kind of grew up or like at least outside of the states in my opinion but that could also just be like the people that I know um no, but, I, mean, I think that's I think that's true like statistically speaking Americans yeah. are very um you know, from like the, the let's say the, the Western world, the, the rich world, they're like the least likely to have a passport, you know, the least likely I to think live that's anywhere crazy. else. Um, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But uh, I mean, it, it, you also have to like take logistics into account, right? I feel like Americans yeah. get a bad rep for this. It's just like, it is a really big country. There's a lot to do within the country. It's expensive to get outside of the country. Yeah. has those resources. And I still um, just like, yeah. I don't know. I still just, I talk to my mom about this and my dad all the time. Cause my dad always says exactly what you said. He's always like, I want to travel in the U S like, I want to see all of the U S and I'm like, yeah, but like, there's so much of the world that's so much more like different and diverse that like, I want to see yeah. so we're like opposites. But I also, I really wanted to touch on this American culture questions thing that you had sent me. That's part of that. Oh, the presentation. 
Yeah. Wait. So is this like something that you had to take to come here? Is it just like an experiment or what is no, it? No, it's like, I a, have a few questions on this. It's insane to me. <laughs> is it incredibly racist just to like sort of lay yes. out? Like what kind of weird freaking question? So this was 2012 when I started BU. Um, they like, we, they had international orientation, mm-hmm. which was like separate. So they're already like separate. <laughs> um, so we had like international orientation. Um, I was paired up with like this Canadian girl who, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is literally like all a few people. Yeah. Um, and um, like we were just there, you know, we like, it was so stupid. They were just like walking us through like dumb shit like this. Like, oh, in America, like the culture is very different to what you're used to. And then they gave us this quiz and I think it was kind of meant to be a joke, but it was, it was also like real. Like they were literally asking us like when an American says, you know, you want to, you want to meet up at five. What time do you show up? Yeah, Yeah. like what is this? What is the right question? Isn't it just five? I mean, right answer. Is it just five o'clock? Like, what kind of question is that? What are you saying? Like, do you do you think that everyone outside of the the U.S. is like late all the time? Like, (laughs) what the? I was like, uh, my mouth, like my jaw dropped when I read some of this. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And then the first question is a typical American greeting is, "Hi, how are you?" or "How are you?" And it said you should respond by saying, and then it has A, B, C, D. A is I had a headache this morning, but I think I'm feeling better now. And then B, C, and D are basically just I'm good. Oh no, B is what do you mean by that? But right, right, right. okay, this is also a prime example of how hi, how are you is actually not asking how you're doing because yes. it doesn't give you the option to like the first option should just be like tell them how you're doing. Like yeah. what? Yeah, no, so, <laughs> but I mean, it's such it's, a fake like pleasantry. It, it's true, and like I think that's kind of the point, right? It's like it's like yeah. this benign way of being like you know in America, not everything is like literal, like we're making. Yeah, fun of exactly. But but like how fucking full of yourself? I mean, do you understand that in everywhere in the world, like you walk up to people and you go like, "Hey, what up?" Like yeah, in some, exactly. In some version of that, hundred percent. Yeah, like there is no place in the world it's where you so like rude. These you questions are rude. And you're like, you think you show up to someone talking, you're like, "How are you?" And they go like. Oh, I am okay. My grandmother's his little secret. Like that doesn't happen, you know? Um, so, yeah, yeah, like people so. don't do that anywhere. The other, the last one that I wanted to touch on is in the US, which of the following are acceptable behaviors? Kissing your girlfriend or boyfriend in public, spitting on the sidewalk, drinking alcohol in a public place, or eating in a car. Aren't all, all of, of those, those acceptable? All of those. Because I know that Americans do all of them, but I don't know if they were actually like. I don't think you're supposed to spit on the sidewalk, which is again like, what's the insinuation there that like we're all like you're gonna come here and do that? Yeah, that's so rude. I'm just coming here to spit on the sidewalk. Like, oh um, my god. So why are you eating in your car? Freaking weirdo. Go go. (laughs) That's Americans with their McDonald's in the car. Yeah, yeah. Drive through. That's like. That's so (laughs) funny. Question. Yeah, that was insane to me but I guess that shows the kind of that's kind of like how you started off then at college so you came to Boston and then you moved to New York right yeah so four years in Boston and then um my first job out of school was in New York and um moved here lived with like the guys how did you uh, meet them like how did that come about like none of us went to school together. I actually met Justin um, study abroad. Um, so we did the same oh, study abroad okay. program. Justin did did like the BU study abroad program because he went to like, you know, a much smaller school that doesn't yeah. have like a lot of um, options. Uh, well, don't, well, don't say it like that. He's going to listen to this and be like, Brandeis is the best place on this planet. Um, <laughs> oh my obsessed. God, that was a really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, that, that is actually what he would say. Um, no, but like we, we both did it. I, I actually applied to the program a bit late and I got in kind of late. I was like waitlisted at first. 
So um, we both, like everyone had kind of like roomed up at that point and he was just like some random guy, right? Who was just doing the BU thing. So we ended up living together. He's, he's a special child. So, um, <laughs> well, yeah, Justin and I became really good friends. We, you know, we did a lot of stuff in London. like did a lot of traveling. Um, obviously nobody else liked Justin, so I had to be friends with him, right? So like I got stuck <laughs> with him. And, um, and then, yeah, like so that summer, Justin interned at Goldman and then he got his return offer. Then I got my offer from Deloitte and then we were kind of like, okay, like let's live together. And then at the same time, he was like obsessed with Brett. We'd always talk about Brett. I'd met Brett in London. Brett like visited like twice, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, no, so we went to Poland. We did like two trips then. And uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I knew Brett as well. And he was like, we got to live with Brett. Brett's fucking crazy. He used to say this all the time. Like, Brett is fucking crazy. <laughs> and um, and Brett's, you know, just like a normal guy, actually. I mean, he's kind of crazy, but. Um, I mean, he so, just gets and, too drunk sometimes. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Well, not anymore. Now he barely drinks. And he's like a I white know. claw. Like he's like a one white claw man. He's calorie counting. He's got like Change an times. Yeah. And um, and then with Brett came Matt and um and that was yeah, it. you guys That's just great. like hit it off. Yeah, well, I mean, first we had to find an apartment and uh you know, there was a lot of like, oh timeline, oh maybe we'll yeah. do this, maybe we'll do this. And then we did it and then like, yeah, I mean we all got along really great. I think um Did you like New York better than Boston? <laughs> um, I like New York a lot more than Boston. I, I think that like Boston is such a great place to go to school. But like the day I graduated, I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> is it um, is Boston too small? Is that like I feel like that's a common Yeah, I think so. And like when you're when you're in school, it's it's almost a good thing. Like you're close yeah, to everything. Like, things. You don't need a car for sh- like definitely the public mm-hmm. transport is like kind of crap. I mean, people always told me the public transport is very good. Um and I realized that that's just like because public transport in America is terrible. It's a relative concept, you know. Um, when I first moved there, I thought people were like being like subtly racist when they would tell me like, "Oh, don't you like think the tra- the T the train the T like the tram that is is like so great? Isn't it incredible?" And I just think like, does this guy think I've never been on a train or something? Like, this is a piece of shit. But the reality <laughs> was, he actually meant that it was very good. Like. The, in comparison to other places in the U.S. Yeah, in comparison to other cities, um, the 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 fucking the thing like routinely catches fire. Um, it's it's a what? the average tea cart in Boston is um is like double the 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 lifespan than it should be. So like, the average tea cart is like fifty years old, and they should oh. be this should be phased out like every twenty. Oh my gosh, like, that's I mean, so weird. It's horrible, right? Like, yeah. so, um, and the wait times are crazy. I was like, this is a terrible system, but people loved it. Anyways, that's an aside. Like Boston as a, as a college town is like, it's like the ultimate college town, right? It's like a natural city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well connected. Like the airport's great. You can fly a lot of places, um, including home. And, uh, you know, you, you meet a lot of people, not within, like BU is a big school, but also like from other schools, um, you know, because like there's MIT, Harvard, Northeastern, BC. Those are just the big schools. Yeah. So, another great place to live. But then like right after I graduated, you know, it was like, I mean, everyone kind of, a lot of people leave as well, right? And, like sort of transient place after college yeah I feel like yeah. everyone kind of figures out where they want to be do you think was New York hard to adjust to like the crazy city life or did you just like fit in right away um, I feel like you are like a chameleon type person like even from just meeting you the few times I have like I feel like you can talk to anyone and you're like so laid back I feel like things might not bother you but that's also could be just a wrong assumption oh, I, I like to think that's why well. I'm like I'm just I'm always, I can act any way, you know, like, I can yeah, yeah, exactly. I can make it work. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's like, I'm, I'm good at that. Like, I think that's actually like, like not to toot my own horn. I'm like, I, that's a strength, but, um, no, it's good. New York. Uh, well, I mean, it was tough to move here just cause not cause New York was so tough. I, and I initially thought it was cause like, oh, like New York is like a tough place to live. 
but I think it's just because you know college is like the most social period of your life yeah like I remember my senior year was so much fun I was living in like my frat house and you know I had a job offer I didn't have to think about that stuff um I was taking like less classes like you know going out all the time like yeah life was so fun right it's like, no it, responsibility happy time yeah it, it was it was a real great time in my life and um and going from that to like moving to a city where yeah you, you do kind of know a lot of people because like like everyone knows like if you go to school in northeast like everyone knows a significant amount of people that moved to new york yes of course yeah but um it's not the same because like the groups are broken up like not everyone yeah. from like like those girls moved here not everyone from those guys moved here you know so like like how do you mismatch like you know everyone has their own groups and everyone's working and it's it's hard to do that right yeah. so you go from in your life to like suddenly like pretty dispersed you know social interactions like um yeah it was it was a weird hard to adjust to that I feel like college is just that yeah yeah I feel like college is like literally the only time in your life that you'll have all of your friends and significant other or whatever it is like it's just like your own world you have your own little bubble you don't have to venture out everything's so much easier without the responsibilities that we get added onto our plate afterwards so yeah life is never the same and everyone says I mean I do like those polls on my um, Instagram now, and I love the polls. I, thank you. I, I respond thank to some of your voting. Polls. Oh my god, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love when more guys do it because I do have more girls than guys that follow me. A lot of the questions I, I are obviously very like female focused, but like I want to know the answers, so I try to yeah. do it. But then, I, but then I hate skewing the results too. No, but you shouldn't. They're not. I feel like they're not female focused. I try to do like significant other, not just boyfriend or girlfriend. And sometimes like guys message me something to ask. So sometimes they are from guys. I don't know. But one of my questions was do you think college are the be- is the best four years of your life or the best years of your life and so many people said no because they think that like I guess like your 30s when you're more settled and like know who you are and like have money are the better years but I'm like struggling to believe that because I still think college is the best year I don't I don't I, I also don't necessarily agree with that like I think business school or the start of business school before COVID like ruined our lives yeah was like, like shit ton of fun like it was a really good time in my life um like the start of 2020 was like a great time but um yeah I, I don't know I don't know if college is like unequivocally the best time of your life yeah I think it's also there are like, different reasons that they'll be the best years yeah. yeah you can't answer that question forward looking you don't know if you're 30 exactly it could get like, a lot better best 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 years of your life so far maybe, you know? yeah exactly so far that might be true but you just mentioned business school. So you were in Dubai, then you went to Boston for college, came to New York for your job. And then didn't you go to Tokyo after that? Or Yeah, yeah then I moved to Tokyo. Um, so how did that happen? Well, so basically like uh, there is like a very complex way to get like a visa to work in the US after you go to college here. And um, I kind of was being very pragmatic about it and I, I looked at like some historical data and like worked out the probability of me like actually being able to stay would be like around like give or take like 30 percent oh um, wow and um and like knowing that I was kind of like okay I've got to make a contingency plan like I can't wait for them to like because the laws are insane like the, you don't get your visa like, you have to leave in like two weeks you know like get up and like get out of here like quit your job like straight away and then oh like, like two weeks like who has time to like pack up their lives and look for a job or like wait whatever. so you had the work visa from Deloitte right 
Um, but so it's that not that was... simple. It's like Deloitte, like I had a year of work, like I could work here for a year after I graduated college. Okay. Um, and then Deloitte had to sponsor my visa. But the visa thing is like, it's a lottery because it's oversubscribed because since Clinton, they haven't increased the number of visas that are available. So for like 30 years. Oh my gosh. Um, no, I, I think more, right? It's like Bush maybe. So like, it, it's been basically like 30 years and they like still admit the same number of people. And, um, That's ridiculous. That's you know, obviously like so much has changed since then. The population of the U.S. is like, and gone up by like 100 million people like yeah. there's so many advanced industries like all these like tech and the things that didn't exist right that hire like a ton of foreign people because like they just don't yeah. have enough here so the the system is under like a lot of strain so um basically what happens is like the the number of visas always gets oversubscribed so they just toss your name like in a lottery um so like everyone that lottery is qualified enough to get one of these work visas um but like it's literally just like it's random yeah it's random a lot of people like don't really like dive into it, you know, and I kind of wanted to know like what what does this realistically mean for me? So I I kind of like did the math, I guess, and um and I realized like the, the odds are really low. Um I only have one shot at it. Um so like I can't just rely on this. You right? have like, to have a backup, yeah. The greater this works out, but yeah. So I mean at the time I I'd only spent I spent like less than a year at my company, right? Like Deloitte is like a big company, it's like the world's largest professional services firm, right? So yeah. they've got offices everywhere, but I mean, it's it's hard to like move when you have like no experience. <laughs> yeah. You're like 22. And it's like, dude, like what have you done? You've done like two projects here. So <laughs> um, but I just like uh I'm very um I'm I'm not modest about this but I'm good at networking I'm very good at like like reaching out to people like creating connections and like trying to find you know like opportunities for myself like yeah, create opportunities so I I did that like a madman like internally and um by the time like it came to find out whether I could stay or not I already had like three offers um from outside of the U.S. within Deloitte wow. so you know I could kind of like a lot of stuff would stay the same I just moved countries so it would have been uh I was kind of like choosing between Sydney Tokyo or Toronto. Um, Toronto would have been like very similar to New York uh, in yeah. terms of the work. Um, the the pay would have been worse, and uh, I was really not very keen on moving to Toronto. Um, Sydney was like cool, like okay, cool, like Sydney sounds cool. Um, yeah. Everyone I spoke to was like, oh, it's just like you know, good work life balance in the Sydney office because like they just hang out a lot and they like take the months beach. off every time. <laughs> like literally, they hang out a lot at the beach. Obviously, the language barrier is non-existent and. Um, you know they have a weird accent but like i could probably get used yeah. to that so it was like yeah i mean you could do that for a little bit but um but tokyo is also like a, a bit of a career move so like it was really cool um it would have been like a faster path to sort of getting promoted also just like unique experience right like who yeah like like i mean no one's lived like no one does that no one works in tokyo like i just thought it could be cool for me personally speaking so then i, I kind of committed to it even before i found out whether i could stay or not and um, then ultimately I did find out that I couldn't stay. So I was glad I did it, but I'd all, I kind of already decided, you know, I just like yeah, having- Yeah, that you were going to go to Tokyo. Yeah, I, I liked having control over the situation. I don't like to be at the whim of like the US government, you know? Yeah, which makes sense. And you yeah. like created this chart too that I wanted to touch on. It has the decision factor and like the importance, weight and things like that. And I feel like it's, it sounds like 
an obvious thing to do is to like write out everything. But so many people don't do that. If I did that with some of the decisions I've made, I probably would have made different decisions. Yeah. But it's like when you're younger, when I was younger, especially with like college decisions, I definitely just didn't do this or think about it in this way. But it's like being logical the way that you are with the weight of each part, like the salary, the ease of return, the social life and things like that. Tokyo and Sydney were even, but then you ended up choosing Tokyo because of like the business opportunity basically, right? Yeah, I mean like, so so that's that, like, I, I love this thing because like, um, you know- Did like, you create this? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, I like you bring it up because I like the point of me putting that in there isn't to like showcase how like logical I am. It's more to show that like, this shit doesn't usually work. <laughs> like it, it doesn't, it's not easy to break things down like this into numbers and figures, right? And that's what I thought it would be. And it was nice to do that. It at least made me, got me thinking, right? When you have to like yeah. think about like, what are the buckets? Like you, you at least know where to direct your like thought process because it's such mm-hmm. an overwhelming decision, right? Mm-hmm. Like leave New York, move to like these two cities. You've literally never been, I've never been to Tokyo or Sydney. Yeah. Um, and like, what, like, what the hell? Like, what am I supposed to do? So where do I even start? Yeah, I feel like people get overwhelmed and they would never think to just break it down. And even if it doesn't help you give like a definite answer, it still like lets you look at the bigger picture, but like in smaller parts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean it does help you, it does help you like in that perspective, but the bottom line is the the scores are tied, right? Like so yeah, like, exactly. like that's kind of the point. Like like I I did everything and then ultimately it was just like Shit, like <laughs> yeah so then i kind of had to go with like a gut feel kind of decision feel. right at the end of it and um you'll never know if you would have been better off going to like syracuse for college or like what i don't yeah. know like whatever you're just it's one of those big life decisions you'll never know right like and like as we move forward in our lives we'll never know if we'd be better off like buying that other house or like taking that mm-hmm. other job like you'll never know i'll never know if sydney would have been better yeah i'm like happy with the I agree I think that you probably did make the right decision because like I feel like you won't do that again yeah Yeah. to go back there it's important both ways to go with your gut but also like look at everything that you're thinking about kind of thing right how is that living there because that's there's a big language barrier there oh my god yeah the language barrier is the biggest issue like it's not just language like it is completely different to like mm-hmm. your life here everybody is like the people are different like they're like physiologically different they're like mentally totally different they're just like it's like a totally different world and like you you know like you have to like immerse yourself your entire life and you won't fit in with them like I was there for like a year I didn't mind being like an outsider like I'm totally fine with that you know but like you know you said like oh I'm gonna be a chameleon like definitely not in Tokyo like nobody <laughs> is you know um especially when you like you know you just don't look Japanese right like obviously yeah. I'm not Japanese also like w- weirdly like in America I'm like average height right like super average height but like in in Japan like on the taller side and like okay. everything is just designed for like the average person but okay that's just like an aside as a place to live it's just such a great quality of life like it's a super super cool city i mean it's massive it's a much bigger city than new york and it's like way more like spread out it's more dispersed so like exploring the city is like so much fun you know there's so many different yeah. neighborhoods everything is just different a different vibe and actually like we know tokyo is a city in japan like there are like 23 wards um that can there are analogous to like boroughs but mm-hmm. in, in Japan, like, they actually call each ward a, a city. So, like, the you know, Japanese okay. think of Tokyo as, like, this amalgamation of, like, 20-something cities. So, um, and that's actually closer to the truth, I think, than, than calling it just one, one like, a monolithic city. It's, it is it is really, like, a lot of different neighborhoods and, and places that are very different. So, you know, it, it's a really fun experience, like, living there. Everything is, like, super clean and safe and stuff. Like, I, you know, everyone kind of knows that, and it, it's definitely true. Um, I think, like, one of the, the first things that, 
I found so funny or just like crazy, right? It was like, I'd moved there from New York and um, my company set me up with like a relocation mm-hmm. you know, like consultant person who was supposed to help me like get my ID card, find an apartment, et cetera. I met her at Starbucks next to like the, the hotel I was staying at. And, um, and she was, she was like already there and she left her bag on the chair and she was like, let's order. And I was like, why are you leaving your bag on the yeah, chair? Yeah, what? Are you, are you insane? Like we're, by the way, we're like at like a Starbucks and like the New York equivalent of like Fifth Ave, right? So it's like a very popular one. And I was like, why, what are you doing? Like somewhere in like midtown Manhattan. Yeah, your bag in a I would never. And she was like, no, she left her bag there to save her seat, you know, like not just like, cause she didn't want to carry it. It was like to save her seat. I was like, this is like nuts, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. So, That's but like I mean. really nice, but. I can never imagine, like, I feel like I was told that as a child, never leave your bag anywhere, never leave anything unattended because it will be gone. <laughs> right, right. And they're told, like, leave your things to save your space. So I, I don't know. <laughs> like, um, So, I mean, yeah, incredibly, like, like, you know, like, that's what I mean, my quality of life. The food is freaking fantastic, right? Um, yeah. And like, you learn so much about, or I did at least, like, learn so much about, like, Japanese food. It's so much more than what we hear, know about here, right? They mm-hmm. eat sushi like probably as frequently as we do there's so many different like noodle dishes and like all these different meats and stuff when I compare it to is like you know in New York you have a lot of great restaurants but like if you walk into like the average like deli off the corner of the street you might die um like the food will probably be terrible I mean like I I I do like frequent you know the my local deli and get a sandwich every now and then I'm not opposed to that but like they're not great in Tokyo like you go anywhere and like the food the average standard is like so good um yeah so I mean it's just like a great living experience but then you know like you said differences yeah though how did you like fit in or find a group to like kind of socialize with was it just like work friends or how do you yeah it was it was a bunch of work friends I was really lucky to to make friends with this guy who um actually exact same situation as me so he used to work in McKinsey and he was like a friend of a friend who had to leave the country and then um for him, it was almost a punishment. I think he wasn't doing that well at work. And they were like, all right, we're only going to let you move to Tokyo or like Jakarta. Oh so yeah, I mean, we ended up there together and became really good friends. And then like I made friends with his friends and whatever. So you had that like initial thing. But then a couple of really good friends from work. Um, you know, the reality is like mostly because of the language barrier, but even outside of that, it's just like, there's a lot of social things that are just like different, you know, like the way they do things is different. It takes a really long time to win trust. So like even in a year, like I would find it hard to like make good Japanese friends over like, you know, like casual conversation and stuff. It's hard to break that barrier. Like really all my friends were like, they were either like foreign, like expats like me, or, you know, had some sort of, um, you know, like grew up in the States or like abroad somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So. Did you learn any of their language when you were there? Yeah. Like work paid for lessons for a while. So I took, um. I took lessons for like almost six months and um, I was actually doing pretty decently well. And you have to learn something. You can't not, you can't not like speak at all. Yeah. It's, it's like beyond like, just for like Beyond it being rude. Like, yeah. Yeah. Beyond it being rude. You should like definitely try to immerse yourself a little bit. Right. Almost, almost for like necessity, right? Like you need to be able to like order food and like. Yeah, of course. um, I was actually doing okay, but then I just got really busy and I gave up all my lessons. Um, and I kind of regret that, but at the same time, like, you know, you lose it fast as well. Like now that I'm gone, it's been like yeah, two years and uh, I mean, how much do I really remember? But um, yeah, I mean, I could have had like, like basic conversations. Like I used to like get in the cab and like, you know, like be like, oh, can you go to the station? Like, and yeah. then maybe like, how's your day? Like, what are you doing? Or something like that. And, like I could do that. But, but what um, made you, yeah. what made you go back to Dubai then after that? Um, honestly, like I was kind of just it was like a push and a pull so I was kind of sick of my job um I was in this place where like 
I could have moved back to the US, but um, the same visa stuff kind of applied. And then um, there were like further complications. Basically, like I could have gone back to America on like this, this visa where like I would never be able to change jobs or like not for like the next like couple foreseeable future, like few yeah. years. And I just, you know, I was like, I'm, I'm not super happy with the job right now. And I can't see myself being tied to this, mm-hmm. you know, um, like, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to be stuck because I, I hate that. Like, I hate not being like in control yeah. of, you know, like my life, <laughs> um, which I think is fair. Um, so I, I kind of was a bit torn though, because, you know, like going back to New York would be like so much fun, you know, and, and like, I was kind of done with Tokyo at the same time. So I had that. And then at the same time, like I had this um, kind of random opportunity. One of my friends, like her mom owned this chocolate company mm-hmm. and uh, she was kind of like, oh, like, do you want to like run my company? <laughs> um, and uh, wow, I was like, um, okay, like, let's, let's try it out. Right. So um, I kind of had this opportunity. I was kind of done with Tokyo. I also wanted to see like, you know, maybe I can move back to Dubai and like, I'd like living there long run. Um so I did it and I did the chocolate thing for just a little bit, like honestly, not that long, a few months. Then, you know, like I, I worked for my family business, which is jewelry um, retail. So I kind of did that for a couple months and then, um, and then, yeah, I applied to business school. It had always been kind of like, like, a, let's say like back of my mind thing. Like maybe I'll go to business school one day and maybe like, you know, do it. It was like a little bit where I could like, I don't know like if it was a dream, but it was, it was something I was sort of, you know, following. Mm-hmm. Um, like hopeful and- for yeah, hopeful for like if it worked out in a good way, right? I always wanted to go to like, I would never go to. I, I don't know. I always told myself like I'm not gonna go somewhere that's like not a very good business school. I don't want to like just go to business school. I want to go somewhere where it matters, and I feel like yeah. that's what graduate school is like. If you want to, you know, do um, like business stuff. Right? Yeah, definitely. And you got into um, Columbia. Yeah, which awesome. I thought was like okay. So um, yeah, like, that's Columbia amazing. was yeah. Columbia was kind of like my 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 I was actually like my dream school I'd say like I really I thought it was my realistic dream school like be in New York and uh, yeah. you know Columbia is a great business school um so yeah that was uh was it and did you you already graduated Columbia I don't even I don't know where oh. we're at in the timeline <laughs> no no um I graduate in um in June or, oh okay or cool yeah. so yeah. where are you right now um in new york Chelsea, Manhattan, yeah, yeah. So, and then you're you're moving because you got a job right yeah well i mean i'm i'm trying to like hopefully like finagle some sort of situation where i can stay in new york but i'm gonna be working at amazon and um nice. they're in seattle so i have to i'm moving to seattle yeah. in um in july wow that's big do that you is big, yeah. yeah congratulations um yeah. do you think that you've come back to New York and like, you want to stay in New York because that's like the favorite, your favorite place that you've been. Yeah, I think so. Like, you know, at th- I think at this point in my life, like I've, I've lived in like a lot of different cities. Yeah. I, I did this thing for a while where when I'd leave a place, I'd like romanticize a little bit. It's so, like when I moved to Boston or like my, most of my life, yeah. Nostalgia, like whatever, like just remember the good things, right? Like when I moved to Boston, I always be like, oh, I like Dubai so much cooler. And then like a couple of <laughs> years into Boston, I stopped doing that. Cause like, it's weird if you're like still like, you're like 20 and it's like sophomore year, junior college. And you're like, oh, I like my whole town's like so much better. Um, but then, you know, I moved to, to New York. I didn't really, no, I didn't do that with Boston, but I would miss some things about Boston. Then when I moved to Tokyo, I would miss New I miss New York like crazy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like New York is like this, New York is that. And like, fuck, this is so stupid here. But then I moved back to Dubai. I was like, man, I really miss Tokyo. I miss like being able to like, just know the train was always going to be on time. You always want what you don't have kind of. Yeah. Right. And then, then, and then when I moved back to New York, I kind of 
stop doing that and I think that was like my yeah. that was like my my indicator to be like yeah I mean this feels good like I like it here I'm not comparing it to anything else anymore I think this is the best place I've lived I don't know if it's the best place I will live but like yeah. I kind of want to be here and I think at this point in my life like I have like you know like all my friends here like the people I want in my life right now so um yeah that's kind of why I wanted to stay here but I mean that being said I'm not, I'm not I don't like not want to move to Seattle I just would rather stay in New York right? yeah I want Seattle to stay could be a new experience there. but you're comfortable in New York now and you just got back so you, it makes sense to want to stay yeah the fact that you've traveled so much and lived in so like such different places and so far away from each other do you think that that's played a part in a good part because you've like kept in touch with people or do you think it's like deterred you or like hindered having like deep connections in life um I mean a little bit of both I, th- I like to think I'm I'm decently good at keeping in touch with people and you know like the people I, I want to be friends yeah. with like I'm I, I realized that like you know a lot of people they just they they would want to be friends with you or like you know want to catch up or whatever but a lot of people just don't like there's a lot of inertia right and um I've never reached out to someone and like not had it go well you know like someone yeah. I haven't seen for a couple of years so like I'm very comfortable like taking that role on and like because I'm usually the guy who's like not there at the time like yeah. oh like I'm not you're in the York. one I'm, moving like, around yeah yeah I'm the one moving around like I I, I understand that like you know when like, I come back that's what I have job. to do yeah. yeah right exactly so like um I I feel like I have done a good job keeping touch with people but at the same time like yes um I kind of you know I have missed out on some things like here right now I mean I've been gone for like I was gone for like two and a half years or something and then like now it's like COVID like this whole yeah. this whole like one last year has just been like a pause button basically yeah. so like um yeah I mean it, I do feel like yeah I mean my life would be very different maybe I'd have like more sort of meaningful like friendships or like whatever in my life if I had been here the whole time but I mean yeah. obviously not all that was in my control so like I can't I don't really yeah, know yeah. and I feel like I mean I can't speak for them but I feel like the guys talk about you as if like you're still one of their like best friends so that says a lot too because you were away for so long you're like yeah. part of that group so to I'm keep in touch that, and so. do that yeah as long <laughs> as you're not kicked out of there you're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you for sharing all that with me I feel like you're the fact that you've lived such different places is so interesting to me and you still come back to New York which is crazy I'm yeah. from New York so I see it so differently but I oh, get you it. wanna you wanna like leave what you want to move to the west I, coast or something I don't want to live in Manhattan anymore I'm I'm done with it there actually really have you have yeah. you moved out do you still have your apartment um no I my apartment my lease ended in July so I moved back with my parents and I'm hoping to move I don't really know where, but I'm thinking California. I've thought of like some other places, but California is always like comes back to me. So I don't really know yet, but everything's like you said, everything's on pause because why am I going to move out when I can't really do much right now? And I can't meet new people if I'm going to move somewhere new. So yeah. Why, why do you want to move to California? I hate winter (laughs) (laughs) and that's literally like the the number one reason. Obviously there's more, but um, I have offices there for work and I just have always loved it when I'm there. I think it's more chill. I need more like nature. I think Manhattan, I did it for four years and some good times, some bad, but I think it's just too much for me now. But that might just be COVID also playing a part because COVID kind of made me come home and realize like I need to slow down. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Aren't you going to like Charleston um, later this month or something? I'm going on Friday. Me and Matt are going down and then Brett's like meeting us later. But nice. yeah, we're do- doing a month there and then two weeks in Florida. So that'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. So you're getting out for a while. 
Yeah, that's my first time getting out since 4th of July last year, basically. Jeez. I've been stuck here. So yeah, that'll be nice. Um, I want to let you go. But before I do, I have four closing questions that I always ask if you're okay. up for those. Okay. okay. What do you wish more people were honest about? <laughs> you're like pondering. Yeah, that's a tough one. Like, yeah. that's, that's not very like, I thought it'd be more like. <laughs> I guess they kind of do. Well, I feel like our conversation too was more about like your, just like your life experience. But sometimes I have more like emotional conversations with people so these are like more simple than what i usually ask it's so tough i have never thought about this we came back to this just like yeah yeah when was the last time that you had the sunday scaries and how do you overcome them it's been a while to be honest um that's good like before starting business school i was in like a like not a great place like i really wanted to like get out of dubai i didn't really know what i was doing in my life so like yeah in December like sick December like 2019 I'd wake up like every day very like very like very like anxious you know nowadays like yeah it still happens but it's not necessarily because like I don't want to start the week or something um or like I'm anxious about my life I just maybe just you know feel a bit weird that day yeah that's good yeah if you could do anything right now what would it be um I could do anything I'm killing you with these last ones. You're freaking killing me with these last ones. What do people say to this? What is like, what is a common response? I feel like travel is the main one. I just want to go to like a nice bar and just like have, and, like, have and, people like, around. Yeah. And have people around and have it be like, yeah. Yeah. Fun. That's my yeah. answer too. Yeah. Okay. And then what is one thing you're working on and one thing that you love about yourself? So one thing I'm working on, I'm just trying to. <laughs> Are you I'm still just... thinking about the first one? <laughs> Uh, I like, I will come back to that, but, um, I'm just trying to be nicer. Um, like just like, like being like a more, like, let's say like empathetic or mindful person. Okay. Um, I have gotten a lot of, it's actually like the running joke in, um, in like our group chat that I'm not kind. Um, and that's, and that's (laughs) not because I'm, (laughs) that's not because I'm, yeah, that's not because I'm literally like not kind, kind. It's, it's, it's like it's like you I think you know it's a, it's a yeah. very like convoluted I mean like it's based on a past relationship more like recent relationship but many yeah. girls have told me I'm like not nice in like a macro sense so like um so I am trying to work on that I've been doing some like volunteering work and um, oh that's nice yeah just like actively trying to be nice it's exhausting um and, <laughs> um no I'm just kidding it's actually easier than you think I I don't know sometimes I, I feel like I have a mean streak I just need to fix it um and uh let's what see what you else love what about yourself i love about myself i am uh, i guess i kind of said this earlier but like yeah. i like my ability to like um to like network and like make make things work out for me um yeah, like, in, a, awesome. in a professional setting but like also in like many personal ones i think it's just more like confidence about what i want you know i was just gonna say how do you, why do you think that you have that i guess it is confidence and just kind of knowing you are capable I'd say it's like a lot of upbringing um I I I've actually like I read about this as well so it's like um it, it it's like something I'm, I think it's a Malcolm Gladwell concept but it's it's sort of like related to like the privilege you have like you're you're it's like instilled in you you know like I always think my parents always kind of got me like a little bit like you know you deserve whatever you can get for yourself and my dad's a pretty aggressive businessman so like I've, I've maybe like seen it, like lived it and like yeah. had it instilled, but um, it's also like worked for me, right? Like I've had positive feedback. I've like gone out and like got all these opportunities for myself that have like worked. So yeah. like having positive experiences with it, it's like good. Um, yeah, you have to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. 
Yeah. All right. The last one was that first one. What do you wish oh, yeah. people were more honest about? I wish people were just like more honest with themselves, maybe about like, yeah, you know, things like a lot of people delude themselves as to like what they want or like what they're That's going for. That's a really for. good one. Um, quite often, you know, I, I don't know. I've seen that. Maybe it's like more off late, but. No, I think that's actually a really good one because I feel like that's a part of anyone's success or failure or like laziness and all of that. I've thought that in my own head with certain situations, being honest with myself, like, am I putting in all the work that I need to? And like, I don't know, things like that. It applies to all situations. So that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you all have a great week ahead and remember to rate, comment, or review Swiping Sunday so that I can make sure next episode is even better. Bye, guys.